welcome back to episode six of Cliteracy. I am joined by Ileana. Hi. <laughs> Do you want to introduce yourself? Hi, um, I'm Ileana Bryant. I'm 19. I go to USC and I've known Jasmine for like two years now. Yeah, I think so. That's weird. I don't even remember how we met in the first place, to be honest. Was it, I'm trying to think if it was like me coming over to your house for like a slate thing or was it when we went to Europe? I think it was, I think we met in Europe. <laughs> I got real close <laughs> on that trip. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. I get close to people quickly. Yeah, I remember, like, I think prime time, like, how I knew we were going to be friends for life. (laughs) But emphasis, just kidding. When we were watching Wonder on the plane back, and we just started crying together. Yeah. (laughs) We learned that we were both huge criers. Yeah. Any significant emotion doesn't have to be sadness. (laughs) (laughs) It can be anger. It can just be, like, feeling too much. I will burst out in tears. Me too. Me too. That's my brand, is crying. (laughs) (laughs) And the mascara dripping all the way down your face. Like, you know I'm really sad when it meets. Oh, when when the perfect Y in the middle of the neck. Mm -hmm. That's how you know, like, oh, it really got to her. (laughs) There's, like, levels. There's, like, okay, it's pooled under her eyes, and she looks (laughs) like that one Uncle Fester from Adam's Family. Yeah, that's that's just the first level, though. That's not the worst. No, that's not the worst of the worst. It gets worse. Yeah, so we have a really interesting episode. Ai's going to be sharing her stories. She's yeah. going to be talking about things. You know, actually, I think crying is a perfect way to start it <laughs> off. Um, I personally think that crying is great. And mm-hmm. I don't get people who say they, like, oh, I just don't cry. Or things things don't make me cry. I don't cry because of emotions. Or maybe I only cry because of pain. But crying, like, tears mm-hmm. have actual, like, pain relievers in them. Really? It's like an ibuprofen. <laughs> <laughs> so when you cry and you just cry your heart out, say you're just, like, really sad, that's your, your, your crying is your body's way of trying to heal you. It feels oh. that you're, like, in so much distress and it's like, let me let me like give you a pain reliever. Let me give you something to help you calm down. And so that's why after you cry, and you just let it all out. You cry so hard that you like feel you can't cry anymore. Yeah. You just take a fat ass nap. <laughs> that's why you're just so like and that nap usually hits too. <laughs> Usually that nap, you just knock out for, like, two hours, and you wake up, and you're like, things still suck, but, like, at least I got that out of my system. I feel like it's, like, a way of getting, um, getting all the emotions from the inside to the outside. With that, I wanted to talk about, like, directness and being open to talking about, like, feelings and emotions and, like, Jasmine, this podcast, like, opening up and talking about sex, which is really brave, especially for, like, a Christian woman, because I know Christians call you whore and call you bad names for even even wanting to talk about sex yeah like we're just talking about it like this isn't this isn't a porn like we're not (laughs) on here doing anything that bad yeah we're just talking about a subject and so I feel like it's that that stigma around sex and around these like hard subjects that stops us from talking about them and I'm a person who's very much about directness yeah and telling how I feel and and being being open to talking about sex and these types of conversations because what what's the point of even feeling these things if you can't talk about them 
Yeah. Like, what's the point of of having emotions and having all these complex feelings? Like, we're human. It's amazing. Our consciousness is insane. But we just don't talk about it. We stick to weather and, and whatever the fuck we talk about. Yeah. So I think people are, are afraid of that, that directness. And I've had conversations with Jasmine or my mom or other, like, other friends who ask me about relationships. And they say, like, oh, I just don't know what to do in this situation. And I ask them, like, well, what do you want? That's the goal. Like, you're obviously in distress and you need something what do you need what do you want like what what is your end goal because if you don't know that then how are you gonna like how are you gonna proceed like you're saying oh I'm stressed out like I should talk to this person but what are you gonna say like what do you want out of that conversation yeah like what's the end goal do you want them to just listen to you do you want them to change and if they don't then what are you prepared to do are you gonna leave them are you gonna like what are you doing to fix the situation I think people people don't go that far ahead in their minds to me relationships have always been a huge deal and I've always had issues with with relationships like I'm totally not like a relationship guru or or anything I just know that for me I need to be able to like be clear and communicate or else people will have no idea what's going on in my mind because I know like I'm a difficult person to understand I have this mental illness that causes causes me to view relationships differently right it's called um borderline personality disorder and Jasmine I've told you about this before it's difficult it stems usually from there's a mixture of like chemical imbalances or certain traumas just uh just a crockpot of nothing good. Kind of. It just makes me think of uh, the Powerpuff Girls. Like in the beginning where it's like they mix with sugar and spice and like chemical X. <laughs> I feel like that's what it's like. It's having like an extra part of you that's just a little off and makes it harder to exist in normal society. Because most people, if you don't know me or if we're like acquaintances, most people wouldn't know that like I'm neurodivergent. They wouldn't know that I struggle with things every day. They wouldn't know. There are things every day that I have to, like, work on and deal with that, like, part of the emotional side of me, me getting so frustrated, has to do with this. Like, I have very, like, black and white vision in the sense that either things are really good or they're really bad. So when they get really bad, it's like this spiral and and it keeps going. (laughs) That also intersects with sexuality. It's interesting because when people talk about mental illness, Mm -hmm. people don't talk about how it affects every aspect of your life, which includes sex, which includes these intimate parts of ourselves uh, that people are I've talked about this people are uncomfortable with sharing one thing that I learned recently that I didn't know is sexualization like hyper hypersexuality I don't know if that's the correct term for it hypersexuality at a young age starts like oh it doesn't start but it, it has correlation to mental illnesses like borderline personality disorder or bipolar disorder too and you don't necessarily have to be like people usually think children who are sexual at a young age um were like molested or something happened to them and it's I learned that it's not always like that that sometimes people who are predisposed to these illnesses do show signs at a at an age like that where they are hypersexual I think I experienced that like I haven't I haven't been able to really talk to like my parents about this like at a young age like when I was like six years old I remember feeling like what sexual desire was at six six or seven I remember being in the living room 
with my mom and my sister, and we're watching Charlie's Angels, the second one, full throttle. My parents let me watch, like, PG-13 movies, because they didn't really care. It wasn't, like, a big deal in my house. And, like, most, it didn't make me, like, a violent person or whatever, but I do remember when the stripper scene came on. They were doing some undercover thing, the Angels, the stripper scene came on, and I remember feeling something that was odd. I was like, wow, like, like it gave me sexual desire, and I didn't obviously have the words for that back then, but I recognized, like, I was talking to Jasmine about how, how in Inside Out they had, like, these core memories, and that that would be one of them. Like, just, I remember that feeling and being like, wow, this is interesting. And then also, I probably started masturbating around, like, that time, like, probably, like, okay. seven or eight. Very young. At least for what I've heard. Like, I, my, my girlfriends don't ever talk about the same things that I do. Like, I hear girls have different, all different types of stories with sex. Like, some girls, some girls started masturbating in, like, middle school or in high school. Like, girls don't ever talk about this. No. We talk about it now obviously because we're it's like a we're close friends it's like a new age like it's I feel like it's a lot more comfortable now but my freshman year of high school me and my friends weren't talking about us masturbating we weren't yeah. talking about that type of stuff we would talk about boys that we thought were cute but we never talk about like like personal things like touching ourselves but guys talk about it all the time yeah you you we've all been in middle school we've all heard the nasty things that boys say and talk about but girls aren't the same like we're not allowed to talk about that type of stuff I get puberty hits is different but I'm there's a stigma around it. Yeah, there's a stigma about girls, like, talking about sex and girls being comfortable with sex at a young age. You never hear the stories on movies and TV. You hear jokes about, like, oh, like, he's a 13-year-old boy. You know what 13-year-old boys do in their bedrooms at night or, like, in the bathroom, but you never hear the same thing about a girl. Yeah. It's always, like, a girl wouldn't, a girl doesn't know what sex is until she's, like, 16 or whatever. It makes girls scared to talk about it, because I know I sure as hell did not talk about that type of stuff. Me in middle school, like, masturbating. I did not tell my friends that I masturbated in middle school. That they would have been like, ew, why? Yeah. You know, they wouldn't have done that. Or even even the girls who maybe also also did it probably wouldn't have said anything. No. But guys talk about it all the time. When I was nine years old, I think I was nine or ten, I remember the exact year, was the first time I ever had an orgasm. Girls' orgasm stories are usually all over the place. <laughs> like, the, the first time a girl feels an orgasm. Like, I had one friend. She had sex with men, and she was like, I think I think I had an orgasm. And I'd be like, girl, like, you know when you have an orgasm. <laughs> like, it's, it's very evident. <laughs> and you know you know and she was like i don't know she was having sex with all these guys and i kept telling her i was like just try masturbating like i swear just just try it and like figure out what you like and it'll happen and she had this long relationship with a guy he just wasn't very good to her whatever but she was like i think i think he's making me come and i'm like is he like if you have to think about it <laughs> he's not <laughs> he's not <laughs> And she eventually tried masturbating and she texted me one day and she was like, I did it. <laughs> she was like, I know. <laughs> She's like, I've made myself orgasm. I've done it. I figured it out. And I'm like, I'm so proud of you. I'm glad you figured that out. But usually that's, I've, I've heard so many stories of the exact same. Yeah. Like girls going through the same thing, like being very late in life. Whereas I had my first orgasm at what I was saying, nine or 10, right? But the thing was, I didn't know what an orgasm was. I was being a horny little kid and I was touching myself and something happened and it confused the living hell out of me. <laughs> I remember being horrified. Yeah. I was like, what is this? Like, I thought I had broken my vagina. <laughs> <laughs> I... 
I thought something was so wrong. I got out of bed. I, <laughs> I this was this was it was like nighttime. I got out of bed. I ran to the bathroom just to see if I could still pee. Like I thought something was broken. I thought something was wrong. It took a second, but I was able. I was able to pee, and I was like, okay, everything seems normal there. And I was worried. I was like, should I tell my mom? Like, should I tell her what I did? I was embarrassed because I didn't know exactly what I was doing, but I knew it was something I wasn't supposed to talk about. I knew it wasn't something I was supposed to bring up. And so, at the dinner table. At like, the dinner table. <laughs> but I seriously thought something was medically wrong. <laughs> like, I, I did not. Because obviously, like, that's why I knew that it, you know when you have an orgasm. I knew yeah. because I knew that I had one and I didn't even know what an orgasm was. I just knew some that some crazy shit just happened. That was such an odd experience for me because I don't even remember when I learned what an orgasm was. To be honest, I remember so it was definitely through porn, <laughs> but I don't remember when. <laughs> It was not a class or my mother or anyone telling me. I definitely learned it through porn. I always tell Jasmine that I acted like a middle school boy because I would masturbate like every single day. And it makes sense. I was in the like, height of puberty. You know, like a lot of hormones. And since obviously I was already hypersexual, maybe not hypersexual, just like sexual at a young age, I'd already experienced these emotions. It got heightened. And that was like, <laughs> that was a lot. <laughs> I just think of, I mean, I don't even, I, sometimes I wonder if like anyone in my house ever caught on. <laughs> like, I feel like <laughs> you get home from school, go into my room. <laughs> yeah, like I think, I feel like someone had to know. It's something, like, someone had to figure this out. But I definitely, definitely never told them. That's a thing. I, I usually, I usually don't talk about this type of stuff with most people because people aren't, people aren't comfortable with women being, being comfortable with their sexuality and women wanting to have sex. Yeah. And women wanting to like, like being willing and wanting to have sex. It's always, it's always the girl should be like shy and oh no, I don't want, like, I don't know. Like, I, like why, but why is that sexy? Right? That's just yeah. sure. That shows you that she's like unsure. She's worried. Like, why don't you want a woman? who's, like, all for having sex and, like, yeah. really confident. And if it's consensual, like, I just don't understand that. Yeah. And I think, like, we talked about this earlier. Like, there's also, like, a level, like, guys, there's a lot of guys who, like, don't like virgins, but then there's a lot of guys who don't like it if you go over a certain body yeah. count. Yeah. It's you're a prude or you're a whore. Yeah. Literally. <laughs> there's, there's no in between. None. <laughs> it's like, I was talking to one of my guy friends once. He was saying, is it normal for me to want her to never have hooked up with anyone? I'm like, yeah, maybe it's it's normal to, like, be like, oh, like, I, I love my partner so much. Like, I, I wish I had known them first. Like, I wish I had known them the longest, whatever. But it's not realistic. Like, we're what? Like, almost 20, right? Yeah. So, realistically, yeah. most of us have, like, had a few hookups, been in college, had a one-night stand, tried mm -hmm. something out, tried something new. It's normal. And guys guys talk about it all the time. They're like, oh, I, I, like, hooked up with this one girl. It's whatever. But when a girl says, oh, yeah, this dude gave me head and then he left and it was great. It's like, oh, why are you talking like that? Yeah. It's, oh, well, that's a little vulgar. Or, like, why are you using him? He just gave you head and then left? Mm -hmm. Or why are you... People ask me all the time, why do you say giving head? And I'm like, can I not? <laughs> like, <laughs> can I, like, do I have to say, he made love to me and passionately kissed my vagina, right? Like, <laughs> why can I say that he gave me head? <laughs> And it's guys not being comfortable with that. It's guys wanting a hookup. But then when they get a hookup, it's like, what? Like, oh, that's kind of slutty. Why are mm -hmm. you just hooking up with me? It's, they can't make up their mind. Oh. So I told Jasmine, like, the more and more I know about men, the less and less I want to marry one. <laughs> <laughs> 
I think my dream woman, like my dream marriage is like a STEM lady. You know, she's just like smart as fuck. But if she's STEM and I'm artsy, then like we can each, be, right? We can each yeah. like vent about things and I can just be like, oh my God, wow, you're so smart. I don't know any of these things you're talking about. <laughs> I love you, right? That's yeah. my dream. <laughs> like that would be so great. And I feel like I've always loved women. I mean, obviously from the Lucy Liu story, <laughs> from me seeing that stripper scene. From that core memory. <laughs> yeah, that core, like my, yeah, my core memory first ever having sexual desire was towards women, yeah. right? And, <laughs> which is, it makes sense. Women are so much prettier, right? Like, you don't see, I mean, obviously my parents wouldn't have let me watch, like, Magic Mike at that age, but you don't see, like, men being, like, sexy and elegant and beautiful, like, on screen. It's always, like, Adam Sandler. <laughs> No offense if Adam Sandler happens to watch this. But, like, you're not sexy, bro. And so, obviously, like, if I see a woman like Lucy Liu, it's, like, something's gonna happen. Like, it makes sense. And I've never questioned that. Like, as a little kid, when I was having those, like, sexual desires and, like, masturbating for the first time, I openly thought about men and women. (laughs) Which I don't know if that makes it any, like, easier to swallow. As, like, in a... You're like, I, don't worry, it wasn't just about you. <laughs> I just think about everyone. Yeah, like, I've, I don't know, I don't even remember exactly what, like, my sexual thoughts were, because obviously, like, I didn't have a sexual education. I was, like, like, the sexual education they gave us is, you're gonna, fourth grade, I remember they told us, you're gonna get a period, and they gave us, all, like, panty liners, but that's all Oh my we... god, and the deodorant? <laughs> yeah, and the deodorant. And, like, the little baggie? Yeah, that's it. They don't talk to us about, hey, you might be horny. They don't tell us that. <laughs> horny? They're that's like, not in their vocabulary. That's what I'm saying. No one ever talks about sex. So when I'm a little girl, like, thinking about whatever I thought, like, sex was, was it was, like, Lucy Lou and, like, or, like, fucking Cameron Diaz and that, like, bubble bath. Like, I was, like, that. Like, <laughs> I was just, like, something, something about this feels nice. <laughs> Something about this. Like, that's <laughs> that's how I felt as a little kid, I guess. And, like, as I got older, obviously, like, I think the first time I ever... <laughs> the first time I ever saw porn, I think I was thir- No, 12 or 13. I don't know. I just remember seeing it on Vine. Before Vine got really mm. strict, they did have, like, porn on there. And somehow, some video of, like, a woman sucking a dick ended up on my page. And I was like, holy shit. <laughs> I don't know how I ended up seeing that, but then I kept coming back to it. I was like, huh. And then eventually Vine blocked all that stuff, and I found other places. But, like, I remember knowing about Pornhub in, like, eighth grade. And, like, guys making jokes about it, like, around the girls. And me pretending, like, what is, oh my god, what is that? Like, (laughs) (laughs) even though I totally did the same things as them. (laughs) I totally did the same things. But I remember acting like I didn't because I knew it was, like, wrong. Or, like, society didn't like that. Yeah. Were you gonna say something? I was gonna say, I remember one time... In, when I was in sixth grade, this dude like sent a link out to RedTube. Uh-huh. I had no idea what RedTube was. Uh-huh. And everyone was like, he sent it to the entire class. <gasps> yeah. No. Yeah. Why? I don't know. That's so odd. He listens Why? to this podcast. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Hi. I still remember. <laughs> Damn. That's rough. <laughs> Continue. I'm gonna start calling people out. <laughs> uh, this is my diss tag. <laughs> That's on my bucket list to write a diss track. 
<laughs> That's what we'll do after we film this. <laughs> That's gonna be like the intro music and the outro music <laughs> to all the men who haven't made us come. <laughs> to, this is to all the men who don't know how to give a woman an orgasm. <laughs> Fuck you and your mama. <laughs> <laughs> That's the intro. <laughs> I think we should do that. <laughs> I think we should cut to the beginning and be like, you just go for that. Oh yeah, that's one thing I was talking to about Jasmine is yes, like even like I was really sexual as like a youngin. Like I'm still very sexual now, and I don't I don't talk about it as much. Like with I don't I mean I'm open to talking about it. Like if you started up a conversation, I'm like hell yeah, I love sex. It's still like interesting now seeing the dynamics of me and men and playing the game of like like I wish I could just walk up to a man and be like hey I'm sexually attracted to you want to have sex and it not be weird (laughs) like that would be oh so nice (laughs) that would be lovely or like the same thing with girls like I won't even like I would I wish I talked to more like I wish I was able to like have more relationships with girls or have more sex with girls but it's honestly really difficult because I be like shy around women like men I don't give it like <laughs> like I don't care about like I don't care about their opinions I don't care about their opinions <laughs> yeah when it's a girl I'm like wait hi <laughs> like, those, like I'm like nervous and that's such an interesting like dynamic because I notice like my my types between men and women are also like odd because I like I like women who are very like assertive powerful like I love me like a boss bitch like yeah like that's like like when you're saying like types that I'm into like I also I don't even get started on this yet (laughs) but like when people say like oh I'm into someone it shouldn't be like oh I like I like light-skinned boys with green eyes that's not a type (laughs) that's a fetish my type I feel with girls is like I love I love just like a powerful woman I love a like a boss bitch woman comes to men I like them a lot softer I like them a lot like I don't want you to be like in my face I don't want you to raise your voice above a certain octave (laughs) I like I like I like them very calm and sweet people call them like a feminine man they're like oh like you want like a a feminine man are you Yo, he's soft. Like, I give me a soft boy. <laughs> I love them. <laughs> I guarantee there's gonna be people in your DMs after this, like, hi. <laughs> I'm a soft boy. <laughs> it's me. <laughs> I heard a call. And I answered. <laughs> They're like, hi, yes, I'd like to apply. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Never forget the time you told me about the time you fainted during sex. He was, okay, see, that's the thing. He was also a soft boy. He was so nice. <laughs> the, the boy that I... probably scarred him. No, I hope he's fine. I, I, <laughs> I think he's okay. He's a, a nice, he's a nice boy. He's a man. He's like 22. <laughs> but a great, great, like, honestly, kind. I'd recommend him. <laughs> But <laughs> I'm sorry. So basically, what led me to the story? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I recommend. That's objectifying. He has a great personality too. <laughs> basically, he was a stoner. I like to smoke weed as well. I smoke it legally. I have a med card. It helps me with anxiety and other mental illnesses previously <laughs> before mentioned. But yeah, so it makes me it makes me feel good. Me and my man's <laughs> wild it out tonight. So I took took probably about like seventy milligrams of edibles. Is that like a lot? It's a lot. That's okay. a lot. I mean, maybe like not for some people, but for me, it was it was a bit more <laughs> than I should have been taking. But also, um, I do my know know my limits with weed. Like I've never had a bad reaction, so I I did feel really high, but I wasn't like scared. I wasn't paranoid. I was just like, I feel. 
doing great. And see, that's that's part of the probably part of the problem that led to me passing out. So we're we're having sex, and I was on top, and he was choking me. I like to be choked. I like I enjoy it. I enjoy it. that's another thing. Like when it comes to like sexuality, like hypersexuality, and like being sexual, like at a young age, like I'm very open. <laughs> I'm very open to a lot of things, and choking is like whatever. Like honestly, like I'm trying to peg someone. So if there's a soft boy who's out there <laughs> wants to be, or a woman oh, I'm I, I, I have a story to tell you after this okay I, I mean I was like or a woman <laughs> you're like wait <laughs> have you pegged a woman be honest because <laughs> if you have I'm not gonna judge you but I want to I want to hear the story no no but I do have a story I don't know how I got to pegging <laughs> She's on the mind a lot, I guess. Applications to add. (laughs) (laughs) Femboy who wants to be pegged. I mean, or I'll be pegged. Like, I'm okay with that, too. (laughs) (laughs) Let me get back to this story. Going back, going back. I hope my fucking mother doesn't listen to this. Probably, and she's probably she's up. probably hearing it right. Now. She's, she's like probably, up against she's the asleep. door. She's like, hmm, she's what like, is it? she's like pegging. <laughs> um, <laughs> we start having sex. He's choking me out. I'm having a great time, and personally, like I know. Oh, this is so unsafe. <laughs> but I know people always say like you're supposed to like choke on the sides. Yeah. And not actually press down. But I love to be, like, asphyxiated. That's probably unhealthy. And, you know, we'll figure that out eventually. That's what I said in the last episode. I was like, I wonder if, like, there's some deep-rooted trauma probably, embedded in that. Probably. Like, to be honest. I think so, I think so too. <laughs> I think so. And I was like, I'm gonna need to research it a little more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so basically, he was doing that. I keep telling him to go harder. And he's. It's, this is not any of his fault. And all of a sudden, I just feel really, like, lightheaded. I'm like, ooh, I feel so good and it's a mixture of me just being a little too high and me enjoying having sex and so I'm getting like whatever like hella serotonin from that and then he's choking me out and then all of a sudden I'm gone <laughs> and I wake up and he's like shaking me and he's like are you okay are you okay and I'm like what just happened and he's like you passed out and I fully passed out like he was still inside of me like the whole like I was on top like it was <laughs> so I had like full control I just <laughs> for some reason could not handle it <laughs> and knocked the fuck out yeah so I hope he's not traumatized from that I, I think he was fine because we finished up after <laughs> kept going we, we just took a little break got some water on tinder my least favorite thing is the the girls who they're like hella fine and you're like wait oh my god like you're about to swipe right and then it, in the bio it's like looking for a third and then like me and my boyfriend blah 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 and you like swipe and it's or you like tap on the thigh on the pictures and it's like her and her boyfriend like i don't know how many times i've seen girls looking for threesomes on like tinder and that's one thing that girls need to stop fucking doing like if you have a boyfriend and you're looking for a threesome do it another way don't do it on tinder like that's just hella like fetishizing girls who like girls you're fetishizing sapphics as if we want to fuck your crusty boyfriend you know what i'm saying like also the straight girls who go on tinder and say like looking for friends like you're taking like that's so annoying Annoying, like tinder is a dating app yeah and so when you're like using like a sapphic way like you're on girls trying to date girls so why are you trying to find friends i remember i swiped right on this girl once she didn't have anything in her bio and we're talking and i'm like said something about her being cute like i'm trying to be flirty and she's like oh like i have a boyfriend i'm just looking for <gasps> friends and i'm like bitch <laughs> why did you swipe right on me that's what bubble like, is for dead ass there's yeah like, like if there's a friend section. right like do that like don't have a whole 
whole conversation with me and then tell me you have a boyfriend. I've been trying to flirt with you. Like, <laughs> that's a hella, like... Do you think, like, some of those people, though, are, like, kind of scared and they might be, like, using it as, like... I mean, maybe. Excuse? Yeah, I feel like that's the one thing that, like, a lot of girls have problems with is, like, coming to terms with their sexuality and them liking girls because I know one of, like, a big issue is compulsory heterosexuality where you feel the need to, like, be... Like, a lot of girls feel the need to be wanted by men. Mm. And that's pushed by society. I know it's, like, such a stereotypical example, but, like, Victoria's Secret ads and you see women, like... Like, in pictured in TV shows, like, fucking Adam Sandler again. Have you ever seen a movie with Adam Sandler and the woman he... Like, his love object or his, like, whatever. It's, like, Jennifer Aniston or something. Yeah. Right? It's someone who's hot as fuck. When you, we see these things constantly in society where women want to be admired and, like, women, like, want to feel the male gaze. You know, like, the whole, like, the male gaze and, like, a lot of women who like women still want to feel, like, admired by men. And I know that... Okay, yeah. Compulsory heterosexuality is the idea that heterosexuality is assumed and enforced by patriarchal and heteronormative society. A lot of times, women aren't, like, they don't know that they're lesbians or they don't know that they're bisexual because society is constantly said, like, oh, like, boy and girl together. Like, how many, like, that's everywhere. It's all the time. There is no other option. And people talk about, like, representation of, like, gay couples in movies being, like, too much. You know? Yeah. It's like one gay couple. But there's so many there's so many more people who are gay and don't even know it because they don't know that there's another option. I remember being nine and telling my mom I was a lesbian because I didn't know that I could like boys and girls. I thought I could only like one. So I thought there was gay and there was lesbian and there was straight. And I was like, Mom, I'm a lesbian. And she was like, you're nine. Like, stop crying. <laughs> but like, now that I know that there's like options, I'm like, wow. But I didn't have that representation. You didn't see bisexual people or pansexual people on TV. You didn't see people being attracted to men and women. So I didn't know that that's something that I could do. You know? And so people, if they don't have an example for it, then sometimes they don't know. But you see, when I was little, I was thinking sexually about men and women and I wasn't having a thought about it. So obviously like I've been attracted to men and women forever but I didn't have the language for that until yeah. I was older. And so like a lot of people that I know and are friends with like people like gay women who have told me their stories have said things like they've they've been with men and they've like they've liked it and they're like oh like I'm not like totally repulsed by him. Like maybe I have a crush. Like he seems like they'd, they'd see a friendship with a man and be like maybe I like him and they'd have sex with him and they'd be like this is okay like I like sex or sometimes with the compulsory heterosexuality they feel like they do feel sexual because one part of being sexual is feeling hot and feeling sexy because if you feel hot and sexy and you feel wanted by your partner you're gonna feel like a little like horny yeah. like whether you're attracted to like it's I mean obviously if you like you have to like find them at least some sort of appealing you know you feel good feeling wanted people feel good feeling wanted so it's a mixture of that and a mixture of not knowing there are other options and them being like, yeah, well, maybe I have sex with this guy and it's nice and it's good. Like, everything's like, it's nice. You know, I don't mind it. But then they have sex with a girl and they're like, this is what sex is supposed to be? Like, this is like what I'm feeling? They're like, wait, like what I was feeling before was not what this is. Yeah. You know, like they, they date a girl for the first time or maybe they, they kiss a girl for the first time and they're like, holy shit, wait a second. These are not the feelings I was feeling when I kissed a boy. Because when we're little, it's like, oh, whatever. Or like middle school, I had my first kiss 
kiss when I was like 12. People talk about like you remember being 12 and being like talking about first kisses like you could have just like I don't know how many friends I've had who were like are straight they just kissed a boy because they felt like oh I I wanted to have a first kiss or whatever. Yeah. It's like that type of thing. It's like you but it just gets deeper. It's like all of a sudden you're dating a boy and it's like yeah he's cool we're cool. Have you ever seen Grey's Anatomy? No, I haven't. Oh. When society has this, like, heteronormative label on everyone, like, when you're growing up as a little kid, everyone assumes that you're straight. Mm-hmm. Everyone automatically assumes that you're a heterosexual child. And how many times have you seen, like, a little boy, like, trying to hold a girl's hand or something like that? And they're like, oh, well, he's he's gonna be, he's gonna be a playboy someday or he's gonna be whatever. And it's like, he's just trying to hold that little girl's hand. Like, that doesn't, you know? Or they say, they, like, put these, like, labels on children or even just the whole, like, pink and blue, like, like, even that, like, we don't understand yeah. how much heteronormative uh, labels are pushed on kids and on society. And, of course, like, there's no way we can, like, take that away now. Like, it's so ingrained in our culture. Like, and the same thing happens, like, I don't know how many little girls have had a phase where they're like, I don't like the color pink. I'm, like, it's always, like, femininity seems to have, like, a negative connotation. Yeah. So we made these feminine and masculine ideas, and then we said feminine is not so good. Because when, it, when girls act feminine, it's a bad thing is you're punching like a girl you're running like a girl you're hitting like a girl you like girly things you like twilight you like painting your nails whatever have you how many times have we had those like oh basic bitch jokes like oh she uses the dog filter or whatever like that type of stuff you just like to hate things because girls like them and that's just how it is little girls little girls who are tomboys kind of saw that and they were like oh if i like pink and if i like girly things then like people like won't like me or that's weird so i'm gonna be a tomboy and people always accept tomboys it's like oh yeah she likes to rough around in the mud and whatever She's one of the guys. She's one of the guys. But a girl, but a boy who wants to play with dolls and likes to wear pink, it's like, oh, it's awful because it's a feminine quality. When it comes to sexuality, it's the same thing. It's, you see, like, in every, every representation of a couple you see, at least I saw as a little kid, was a straight couple. I don't remember the first time I saw a gay couple on, like, TV or in a book or a love song written by a gay person to a gay person. I didn't see any open representation of gay people for I don't know how long. You know what I always thought was weird? You know, like, covers on YouTube and uh-huh. how people, like, always change the pronouns? Yeah, I it's thought a that was song. weird. I thought that was so odd, too. I'm like, you're ruining the song. Like, now it's offbeat. Like, now it sounds funny. <laughs> right? But they're so scared of, like, I don't want people to think that I like... Like, why is it so bad? The first time I, like, fully realized that I was, like, bisexual was my freshman year when a girl kissed me and I was like wait a second <laughs> I like this so that's one thing like I I know that I like boys you know but also just like the realization that I felt the same way that I felt when a boy kissed me when a girl kissed me I was like oh like interesting and so that happened and then I felt myself questioning for like I thought about it for an entire year before I told my parents and my parents are very accepting very like hippie like always like gay was never a bad word like they told me what gay was and like they're always been liberal and so I knew my parents would have been totally like they were were gonna be totally accepting. I knew that. But I still waited an entire year for me figuring out that I was bisexual to me telling them that I was bisexual. Mm. And it was an active thought in my, like, every day. Like, I would think about it. Like, I remember my mom would say stuff like, oh, when you, like, when you get married and have a husband or whatever, blah, blah, blah. And I would just hear that and be like, kind of want to marry a woman, mm. you know? And of course my mom didn't know that. Yeah. And so that shows you just, like, how like, difficult it is, like, even though our society is so progressive, and even though my parents are so progressive, I was still scared. I was still scared to, like, tell them. I want to talk about the difference between 
the idea that society has of woman on being a whore versus liking sex. I don't think whore should be a bad word because whore, like the word, means like a prostitute, right? Like by definition, but we've given it such a negative connotation that it's become such like a dirty thing. And I'm a full supporter of prostitutes or women who, I guess, I guess even that's become kind of dirty. I felt like rude saying that, you know? Yeah. Um, Just like sex work. Sex work, like sex workers. Like I'm a full, like... But sex workers that have autonomy over their own body. Yes, yes. I was going to get to that. Yeah. Yeah. I love sex workers who have autonomy over their own body like only fans i think only fans is so great me too because it's women having full autonomy over their nudes and their body mm-hmm. and whatever whatever they want to post they can and the men who buy it aren't like going into a system of like pornography where even porn is very like a lot of women whose porn is on like porn hub or x videos or whatever the fuck a lot of it isn't consensual a lot of it's forced a lot of it is like people like um that famous porn star Oh, that became a sports commentator? I don't know. She's a sports... I don't know. Okay, there's Lena the Plug. No, not her. There's the one with the glasses. The one with the glasses. That became a sports commentator. She's a sports... I didn't know that. What's her name? They made a whole... Mia Khalifa. Yeah. That's who I'm thinking of. But I know that she didn't... I remember she was a porn star for like a few months and... Literally three months. Yeah, literally three months. Didn't make that much money off of it. And now she became some huge like symbol for like like pornography and she didn't have a good experience. And it was... I don't know if she got all... She didn't get all of her videos. Like it's so hard for her to get her videos back and just the way the porn industry works I think copyright that whole yeah that whole situation that's what I'm saying the porn industry I don't think is very healthy but OnlyFans these women are submitting what they want and when they want and I know OnlyFans has a pretty strict thing about people like sending them a lot of times like it's it's someone's gonna leak your shit at some point but like that's just how it is because people are assholes but if they do leak it onto a public platform OnlyFans does have measures to get them off so if someone puts like a video of you on Pornhub, OnlyFans has lawyers to get that shit off. Yeah. So that's one thing I like about it. I got, I told you this, I got called a pimp once. A pimp? Yeah, I got, you were there. I was, I was literally at your kitchen table when I got called a pimp because I said that we should decriminalize sex work because Uh it can lead to heightened bouts of sex trafficking, which is true because when women or like, well, people who engage in sex works in general, because not just women, a lot of gay men also are, are victims of sex trafficking. When people who engage in like sex work don't have autonomy over their own body, it's very easy to get trapped into very, very, very scary and unsafe situations. And on top of that, the laws that we have in place today do not protect, like, victims of sex trafficking and sex work. Instead, it criminalizes them. That's because we criminalize sex. Exactly. That's because we view sex as such a dirty and obscene topic to talk about. Exactly. And it's not. It's a natural thing. Every single human has sexual drives and has sex. I mean, most people. I know, what's his name? Isaac Newton? He died a virgin. That's what you get from bending calculus, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) But most people have sex. (laughs) Most people have sex in their life. At least once. I don't know for the life of me, like, why people are so scared of it. They're like, I think it probably has to do with the church now that I'm thinking about it. Like Catholicism and like, yeah. It probably goes way deep, deep, deep. Because like... So the thing is, my mom was telling me she's gonna, she's going to be talking about this next week's episode is all about purity culture. Ooh, it's all about the church and purity culture. And she was telling me a little bit about like how basically 
when like the original sin happened, she does it more eloquently than I do. But there was a disconnect between God and our sexuality and our sensuality. Mm-hmm. Like it was like disrupted. And when things get like, I guess like when they get like disconnected, that's when the church gets a little like, that's wrong. That's mm-hmm. bad. Because they're like seeing it. I don't know how to explain it, but basically it's like because of that, like the church like automatically deemed it as sinful or wrong because it was something that they couldn't explain. It was yeah. something that they couldn't understand. I mean, creation is insane because like people okay so sex right um the the point of it is for creation it's to have a baby but it's interesting because we have a clitoris (laughs) so obviously sex wasn't made just for having a baby because the clitoris has absolutely nothing to do with that (laughs) i definitely think like obviously you know like i'm not a super religious person but i do believe in like higher powers and spirituality and like if there is some sort of like one higher being like they have to love sex oh they have to which is just i like the way that people it's beyond me i just wish i could sit down with every like catholic mother and just be like hey listen let me tell you about how i wearing how me wearing a tube top doesn't make me a whore (laughs) you know like or god sees you naked right like god like he literally sees us naked yeah do you think the most like intimate places like if god made you then he knows about your dirty like he knows like like if you this is this like all-knowing god like why would he hate sex and i don't know who like i don't know who back in whenever the fuck said we're not gonna like sex now but yeah they fucked up on god's behalf and also like why would god be ashamed of you yeah why would god gl- give us a like, clitoris and then say mm, i don't know about that one that yeah. doesn't make sense yeah. that doesn't make sense that's the same thing we're like why would god make someone gay and then be like i don't like gay people yeah like what the fuck <laughs> why why'd you make me like this like, i think the same thing goes for with mental illness why would god make me mentally ill and then tell people to rebuke that or tell people to be hateful towards that like there's so much stigma with with sex with mental illness i think people who are neurotypical or who hear about mental illness don't really know how to accept it like in that's not even just in my case because i'm what people would call very high functioning which i just like to say that that means that i'm good at acting neurotypical (laughs) but like people who have are like on the autism spectrum right why would people because i I do see people in the religious community rebuking that or like saying that like god punished them or something but why would why would god make us in a way and then not want us to be like that i mean it happens to me too like i I have really bad anxiety like i get really Mm -hmm. bad anxiety and I've been told it's like demonic spirits I've been told like right like people like I think it's one of the issues in the church is like recognizing mental illness as not a flaw but maybe something you have to work to maybe like God challenging you I don't know I'm not religious (laughs) you're definitely spiritual yeah that's something that's always irked me is the church's treatment of people that are mentally ill or the church's treatment of anyone who doesn't fit their brand right exactly if the church's treatment of people who are mentally ill the people who like sex the people who are gay the people who don't identify with their assigned gender or the people who who think differently like it's they're so willing to kick people out or like to hate on something like that but like that's not what jesus wanted like we jesus was a cool dude yeah he was so cool so like what's the point of jesus literally came down to earth to be like i don't like the it's called politics of purity if you look back to like that time frame Uh it was like literally like the whole thing was about control and there was a social hierarchy and it was like okay these people are okay these people are the undesirables and who was jesus friends with the undesirables 
Literally. Who did he spend most of his time with? All of them. See, that's what this episode should be called. The undesirables. Okay. I think, honestly, now that you say that, I feel like a lot of the things that I've dealt with, like me, like, enjoying sex or me struggling with, like, relationship problems or me, like, being different, being, like, liking women, like, being undesirable is such a horrifying thing in our society. Yeah. Like, no one wants to be undesirable. And so how many times, like, have you tried to, like, fit in, like, like just a, like a micro, like a... A micro example? Yeah, yeah. Like, a, a small example of that would be just, like, trying to fit in in middle school. Like, not wearing a certain thing because you wanted, like, you didn't want to be made fun of or, like... Yeah. Me, like, not telling... I used to, like, come home every day of sixth grade and play Minecraft. Me, me not telling people that because I was, like, embarrassed by it. That was, like, the fear of being <laughs> undesired. You know, like, not being desired by my peers or by a boy I like. And that's, like, I think... Like, I... It's interesting because, you know, Jesus came back. You're saying, like, Jesus came back to, to stop this... What, what were we saying? Purity politics? Yeah, the politics of purity. Politics of purity. And he hung out with the undesirables. I, I feel like that's such a big problem. I mean, especially with, like, women, like... I, I feel like I constantly worried about being undesired. Yeah. And me like too. not right? Like not being wanted or not even just by like a significant other, but also just like by society. Like if I'm gay in this society, I'm undesired. Mm-hmm. Or I always talk about like obviously America is not a huge fan of black people. And I think about that sometimes. I'm like, damn, like maybe I should move to another country. But it's like <laughs> other countries don't like black people just as much as America doesn't. And it's that feeling of like that's the undesirable feeling. Yeah. Like, society has placed all these, like, like rules. And I think that's what it is. I think I just hate rules. Rules telling me to be less sexual and to fit into this, like, heteronormative box. Like, I'm supposed to... I'm supposed to be girly, but not too girly. And I'm supposed to be sexual, but not too sexual. I'm supposed to, I'm supposed to enjoy having sex and be a little freaky and beg, but as soon as I want to peg someone, it's too much. (laughs) How many times can I lead this conversation back to pegging? (laughs) Seriously. Inquiries are being requested. (laughs) I would like to know. It's just... (laughs) Obviously, it's on the brain. (laughs) I saw you tweet about this the other day. Wait, I did. You definitely did. What did I say? I'm going to look at it right now. I'm going to find it. You definitely tweeted about wanting to be pegged or to peg. It was... I just think that's something, like, I haven't tried yet. I think with sex and food, I'm a type of person who, like, I'll try most anything once. I don't want to try anything gross. I want to peg someone on July 16th. (laughs) That's it? (laughs) And he replied, please. (laughs) That's so funny. I have a lot of tweets about men being bad at sex. That's okay. That's one thing I would want to talk about. Like me being like sexual, me liking sex and me liking sex more than my friends. Like me, I'm just very like... You have a sex drive. I have a very high sex drive is the thing. And so it doesn't take much to turn me on, right? So if you can't... That's so disappointing. <laughs> like, there is this one boy who, oh my god, I hope he won't listen to this. He won't. He won't. Basically, I, like, went over to his place. I was just, like, that night was bad <laughs> for me, I think. There's another thing about my mental illness. I was I was a little manic, which means that, I don't know, it's kind of like being on cocaine without the drug a little bit. But it's also sometimes very unhealthy. People with borderline usually experience it different from people with uh, bipolar, but it's both kind of the same thing. People with bipolar experience mania 
usually in like long, like they'll, they'll be manic for like a week or weeks at a time. And people with borderline can be manic for like three hours and then they'll be depressive for three hours. Or it's like our waves are much shorter and quicker. From my personal experience, I don't want to like say for anyone else, yeah. but for me personally, I experience really short waves of mania, usually at nighttime. I mean, sometimes they're longer, but usually they'll last for like a few hours. Sometimes I'll be up all night and usually I'm good at not doing anything stupid, but people who, I don't want to say people who are manic do stupid things, but people who are manic sometimes do stupid things like spending massive amounts of money at once or having unsafe sex or um, driving too fast or what's, what's some other, I'm trying to think of some shit that I did. I made like an elaborate like model of a house for like six hours. Like just like, like in, or that, you can't see what I'm pointing at, um, microphone, but <laughs> audience, but that was me trying to figure out how multiple dimensions work. So sometimes <laughs> just, just, yeah. So, but also one thing that comes with mania, mania is hyper, like hypersexuality. I like had masturbated and like made myself come probably like three times in one night and I was just not satisfied. <laughs> so I was like, you know, I hadn't, I hadn't even had sex in a while, like just because of quarantine and like, you know how it'd be. But I like hit up this I dude. <laughs> one tear. <laughs> But I hit this dude and I was like, you know, maybe, like, I, I hooked up with him a couple times and mostly, like, in high school. So, it, like, it was, you know, like, boys having sex in high school is just like, eh, you know? Like, yeah. it's like, eh. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's okay. Ooh. I haven't had, like, a mind-boggling experience with a boy in high school. Neither did I. Like, when I was in high school, obviously. Yeah, so I, I hit him up, you know, and he, like, made out for a little bit. And then he just, like, went to go get a condom. Like, barely even touched me. Like, no foreplay. Like, I was not in the mood, and I was like, hmm, excuse me, <laughs> you know? And it's not that hard. Like, it's really not that difficult to get a girl going, and he just, like, could not figure it out. It's so disappointing, because I feel like girls, like, yeah, girls don't really talk about sex that much. When they do, it's like, oh, like, do you know how to do this? Like, we talk about, like, how to give a good blowjob, or we talk about, oh, I did this, and I did that. Girls actively try to have good sex, and not all men do. Men watch porn and think, I can just put it inside and it'll be great. You have you have an anecdote? <laughs> That's happened to me a lot. <laughs> or like, the, the, the one thing I love about you is like, you left. Like, you literally left that night. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. that's the thing that I love so much about you is, like, you know what you want. Yeah, I did not give him an orgasm. I, yeah, I was like, if I'm not going to get anything out of this, neither is he. <laughs> exactly, and that's what I admire so much is, like, I talked about you on, like, I think, like, my second episode. Uh -huh. I was like, one of my friends, she knows what she wants. Like, <laughs> yeah. She has never had sex with an ugly dude. Yeah, that's one flex. <laughs> or, or, or girl, or girl to yeah. be honest. An ugly person. Yeah. <laughs> and it's hot. Like, and it's not about, like, I mean, I'm not the type of person who I only have sex with people because I think they're attractive. I mean, if it's a one-night stand, like, it's like, you know, like, they have to have at least a decent personality. Yeah. Like, I'd never have sex with a Republican. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how a lot of women sometimes just it really end up with some ugly-ass dudes. Because I, like, obviously when I first meet someone, like, the first thing is gonna be, like, physical attraction. You know? And I honestly don't think I give chances to people who aren't... Who I'm not physically attracted to. But I'm not trying to, like... Not, like, a mean way. 
But like, why would I? See, there was this one dude who was really nice and he would hit on me so much. And I just like was not, I did not find him like sexy. I just didn't want to have sex with him. He like got butt hurt by that. But it's like, why? Like, why are you even expecting me? Like, why can't we just be friends? Why are you expecting me to like want to have sex with you? Yeah. You know? I guess like that's how that happened. Like the whole, my, my flex with not having sex with ugly but people. But that's the thing is like you, like the thing is even like they weren't like attractive. If you entered into like sex with a person, you leaving, like you're very like, if we're gonna like before anything enters me, I need to like have come. Yeah. I mean, now I'm a lot better about that. I mean, I didn't used to be, but now I feel like the older that I got, the more that I understood what I wanted. Things like this have happened with guys all the time. Like when I was like, like a senior in high school or whatever, like hooking up with dudes, they definitely didn't make me come. It was just like normal, like, I don't know, whatever. However, I feel like most girls, sexual experiences in high school and mine were pretty similar. Like having sex with a dude and it feeling like, okay, but it wasn't like great. I mean, I did summer before college and during college is when I first experienced like good sex. Mm -hmm. I remember I was hooking up like the first time I think I experienced good sex with a man. The sexual experiences I've had with women have all been pretty good. Usually they want to make their partner feel good. You know, a lot of times- Do you think that's like a- like a just an intrinsic thing that we all have. I think it's part of the whole society societal thing, especially porn. Like a lot of yeah. times, like men think they don't have to do anything. Yeah. Like the first time a guy really like ate me out, gave me head was the month before I went away to college, hmm. and that's what he started off with. Like we we're making out, and then he went to he went to like touching me, and then did that, and I was like, I didn't know a man could do this. <laughs> I didn't know they were capable. Because <laughs> for a second, I was like, oh, I wonder if, like, men can even, like, make me come. Like, I hadn't had sex with very many men before this dude. Maybe, like, four? I honestly don't know. <laughs> but I hadn't had sex with, like, a whole lot of dudes before him. He, like, actually made me come. And I was like, before, before we started having sex. And I was like, wait. Like, this is how it's supposed to be. And how, and in college, I realized that, like, some of the dudes... I mean, obviously, like, every now and then I would hook up with the- or I would, like, make out with the dude. There's this one dude that, like, he was really cute and he was, like, kind of, like, had, like, a playboy vibe. Mm. He was in my college and I was like, ooh, I kind of want to, like, hook up with him. You know, he seems kind of cute. He was, like, hella- like, he seemed confident. And then we kissed and it was the worst kiss I've ever had. Just a kiss. And it was so terrible. I didn't know how bad it could get. Because, like, I've never kissed anyone. Like, sometimes I'm like, oh, like, this is nice. Sometimes I'm like, oh, this feels better than, like, normal. Like, I like kissing this person. But I've never experienced a really bad kisser until this dude. And oh my god. I was astounded. After kissing him, I did not want to have sex with him again. Oh, I didn't want to have sex with him at all. I was like, uh, what? And it was so surprising. I'm like, who's been kissing him? Because I've heard so many rumors and stories about, like, oh, he hooks up with so many girls. He, whatever. That doesn't bother me. I'm like, whatever. Like, I'm, like, I wasn't looking for a relationship with this dude. Yeah. I just wanted a one-time thing. And then I kissed him, and I was like, you're kidding me. <laughs> I was like, this dude? That literally happened to me he was like the playboy of like uh-huh. fucking campus like i had sex with him and i kissed him and i was like who have you been having sex with? that's what i've been saying or like get away with this shit or that boy that i was gonna have sex with but like didn't even touch me didn't do anything i don't know who's been having sex with him because he's a very very attractive boy i know he i know he talks to girls and like that doesn't bother me because i wasn't trying to be in a relationship with him that's yeah. not what i wanted i knew what i wanted i just wanted some dick and he could not deliver like he could not deliver I don't know who the fuck's been having sex with. Who's been telling him that this is good? I think that's an issue. I think women have to start telling men when they're bad at sex. Yes, thank you. (laughs) Think women need to start telling men when they're trash. And men need to stop getting butt hurt. Men need to stop getting butt hurt about it. Because honestly, 
after I left that day, that boy has not talked to me since. Usually we would have like one, like one or two, like, oh, like he might like say, swipe up my story or something. Has not said a single word to me since. Wow. Thing is, it's like when you're having sex with people, it's like each person is different. So it's like constantly growing. And yeah. also like, e- like even if you're having sex with the same person, like each time you have sex, it's going to be a different experience. Yeah. So it's like you constantly want to better yourself and be like, hey, I like this. Mm-hmm. Hey, I don't like this. And it's like, stop getting pissed off. Yeah. When women say, oh, you're literally treating my clit like a scratch and sniff. Yeah, they try to scratch the fuck out of the labia and they're like, does that feel good? No, yeah. sir. It does not. <laughs> no. <laughs> like, you're missing. <laughs> it's it's not that difficult. And I know because I've had sex with women. Like, I know because the thing is, if I think if I can make a woman come, you should be able to make a woman come. I'm also very confident in, like, my ability at sex. Like, I know that I'm good at sex. Yeah. Like, I know that what I'm bringing to the table <laughs> does not meet what some of these men are. Yeah. And so that's why I do choose to leave sometimes. Where, like... So bad at. But, like, sometimes I'll even, like, I'll even start having sex with a guy, and if it's not feeling good and I don't like it, I'll literally be like, can you please, like, get out? I'm leaving. I will leave in the middle of sex. Have you ever had, like, guys, like, try and pressure you, like, call you names when you do that? Yes. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, I was in... It wasn't really a relationship, really, because we never had a label, but you know how abusive men are. <laughs> I do. <laughs> so there was this guy who would sometimes want to have sex with me. When I did have sex with him, it was always a bad result. It would always him say something about like, you were the one who wanted to have sex with me. I remember once we were at a party. We both had been drinking just a little bit, not enough to make either of us too fucked up. But he had texted me like we were on the other side. I remember that so clearly. We were on the other sides of the room. He texted me. He said, hey, do you want to go up? Because it was just, like his friend's up. He was like, do you want to go up to the like guest room and have sex? And I'm like, well, I do want to have sex, but like, are you gonna like be weird about it like is this gonna be okay because we were like friends yeah we weren't really friends he was manipulating me but i was like are you sure like i asked and i made sure i said are you sure like this isn't gonna be weird like we can have sex and it's gonna be fine afterwards it's gonna be normal and he said yeah just follow me we ended up having sex and afterwards he tried telling me he was like i didn't even want to have sex with you why are you pushing yourself on me why are you always trying to come on to me you're mm-hmm. such a slut you're a whore that type of stuff and that definitely got to me at the time i mean now i'm like older and i understand what was happening to me and that he was manipulating me and gaslighting me he was just he was also mentally ill he had bipolar and mm. and that would affect that did affect a lot of things but he, I knew just because I know that I also have a serious mental illness and I understand that and I'm able to comprehend that I know that I'm not a shitty person yeah <laughs> you know like I know you an excuse. it doesn't give you an excuse and he would constantly try to make it an excuse it would constantly try to be his excuse and it'd be his excuse for doing all sorts of abusive and manipulative shit to me all the time. But the the sex thing was always, like, it took me a minute to get over it. I'm always a very consensual person. Like, I do love having sex, but I'm very, like, this is what you want. Like, this is what I want. This is what you want. Like, this is, like, let's have fun together. It's a mutual act. And I think sometimes there tries to, like, like, men specifically will try to, like, have, like, a power balance. Mm. There's always that power balance and they want to be more powerful than you. And that's so stupid. Like, can't we just have, like, have sex, like, I Where you know. switch. What? Where you switch. I love that. I love that. Like, when I'm on top, and uh-huh. then, like, when it, like, when, like, and I'm teasing, and then it gets to be too much for him, and then he, like, flips me over and, like, rams into me. That's, like, my favorite thing. <laughs> that was my favorite thing, is to, like, get a guy so frustrated. No, yeah, I love that, too. all of his That's my favorite. on me. That's, yeah. I love That's also should probably be... Down. 
See, okay, I like to a certain extent. See, I like certain things. See, this would, would be, like, talked about during sex, you know? Yeah. Like, I I do like roughness, but I don't like it to a certain degree. Like, I don't, like, don't call me names. I'm gonna cry. <laughs> like, you're gonna hurt my feelings. But, like, yes, you can choke me out, or you can tie me up, or whatever the fuck. That's fun to me. But, like, don't call me a whore. We'll get in a fight. I would not like that. Yeah, but some girls do, and that's perfectly fine. Oh, as definitely. long as it's consensual, you know? Like, go off. That's what I'm saying. Each experience that you have, it's personal. But I think it's also so much like, I don't have as many problems with sex with women as I do with men. Like, typically, it's always like, especially with casual sex. Mm. Casual sex with men always, not always, but does tend to be an issue sometimes because they always expect you to be emotionally attached. And when you aren't, it frustrates them. If I want to have casual sex, like a one night stand or whatever, I'll like, or not like, just like in college, you know, like it'd be a party thing and I'd hook up with a dude and it'd be nice and be cool. And he'd expect me to be obsessed with him you know but it's like when i'm not it's like they don't want you to be obsessed with them but they also want you to be kind of obsessed with them yeah it's always the contradiction oh i'll never forget i found out when i like re-entered the whole talking phase and i found out that asking a guy for his number is like taking things to the next level and you can be deemed as clingy if you do that see okay that's one thing i hate about being clingy i i feel like i've been called clingy a lot me too that's my trigger word like you know i, I get it i hate being called clingy yeah i I've, like, I've ended friendships over it because it literally stresses me out and it, like, I get fixated on it and uh-huh. I get really anxious I worry about, about being too clingy. I, mm-hmm. like, constantly think about it. And that's one thing, like, with BPD, borderline personality disorder, we have, we tend to have something that's called, like, a favorite person, yeah. right? And that switches a lot. A favorite person is someone you idealize to sometimes a unhealthy level where this person can do no wrong they're always right and so it tends it it switches i i never get to choose who it is it used to be a lot more relaxed when i was like younger but i remember the first time i had a real like favorite person i think it was 12 like now i recognize what that was but i was 12 and i wanted to text him all the time and i was super afraid that he was gonna like stop talking to me and sometimes i would do some like weird shit like i would do like he i would make up things i would like tell lies so he wouldn't like stop texting me mm. now i recognize that that's like crazy <laughs> i mean i shouldn't say crazy but i guess i'm allowed to call myself crazy right it's one thing that you do is, is is these frantic efforts to get people to to stop from leaving you yeah. these frantic efforts to like sometimes you do do crazy shit like like um in high school i've had like that that one boy that i was talking about that i would have sex with that he was able to manipulate me so much because i had such a high view of him i had this like obsessive view he was my favorite person I always I couldn't get enough time from him he could get away with anything he could treat me like shit and I would still idealize him it sucks because you don't get to I mean at least I like have never been able to like purposely choose a new favorite person it's just distant so when I went away to college I was able to get away from him and realize that what he was doing to me was not healthy and not nice and not any like not how friends treat friends or how lovers treat lovers or whatever the fuck we were it was not how it was how I was supposed supposed to be treated yeah and so realizing that is like really difficult and I only I only fully realized that when I came back to visit and uh we were supposed to hang out we were supposed to have a like just we used to like have sleepovers and stuff and I was hanging out with him and we smoked a little bit of weed now I'm thinking about it I'm worried that there may have been something in that weed or something because I took one hit off of that bowl and I'm a pretty avid smoker 
Yeah. And I felt really weird after one bowl. I felt mm. really off. Weird. I felt very... I don't, I don't know if it was just some strong weed or if there was something in it, but now that I'm thinking about it, he might have put something in it. But I went um, went to hang out with him, and he wanted to have sex with me. And at this point, I was a lot less attached to him. He wasn't like... I still considered him a friend, but he was no longer my favorite person. Yeah. He no longer had that idealized status. At this point, I had a different favorite person. So this one, he was no longer my favorite person. And so we, when he wanted to have sex with me, I had the power to say no. Mm. I would, I used to never say no to him, you know? Yeah. And so I said, I don't, I don't want to. And it made him angry. You know, it made him really mad. And he kept trying and trying. And when I push him off of me, he eventually like got out these like kitchen scissors and was like threatening to like stab me. And I had to get out of there. And I did. I ended up fine. And, um, I blocked him on everything and we, we haven't talked since. But that's, that's the type of scary situations that that can get into. <laughs> this entire episode has been a dis- track. Hello, we said we were gonna do just diss track and we did. We really did. <laughs> My bad. But it's it's honestly, the, the thing is I've seen so many, like yeah, women can be problematic and women can be toxic but I've seen so many more issues with like in my own personal life. And it's also important to note like when we're talking about these guys and we're saying like, oh men, it's like you shouldn't be getting offended if it doesn't apply to you. Yeah, like people, obviously I like, don't mean yeah, like people all men. <laughs> I just got clarify because I don't want anyone to be like but thinking it's like the whole point of this is to be like just take a moment and learn to consider because if even if you are one of the good dudes and you're chilling and you make your girl come and you don't you don't try to stab her with scissors even if you aren't one of one of those men I'm sure one of your friends is yeah <laughs> like them accountable yeah that's that's the big thing is when you see when you see your friends like on some bullshit like treating women poorly say something like that maybe your homie but don't want don't you want your homies to like be better yeah i have this one guy friend oh such a good example of that (laughs) i remember the other day we were like having a little kickback not a real kickback because you know corona there was like five of us and we were smoking one of my friends was saying something i have a lot of i have a lot of guy friends and he was saying something about his bitch he was like yeah my bitch blah 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 whatever whatever and my other guy friend was like hey bud don't call women bitches it was so wholesome and nice yeah but it's like it should be normalized like that's just like one like even small things like that. Yeah, just like very small things. I mean, like they're not gonna stop being friends with you, and if they yeah. are, you At don't want to be associating yourself with that type of person, you know? Yeah, you, do you really want to be associated with the dude who tried to stab a girl with scissors? Think about it. Think about it. <laughs> <laughs> if any of his friends are listening, think about it. Oh, they definitely aren't. I don't think they know how to listen to podcasts. I don't think they know what a podcast is. <laughs> <laughs> no longer a podcast is a diss track. Uh, Jazzy J and I Dog. Oh, I actually do have one more anecdote. Yeah, anecdote. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> French kiss. <laughs> uh, while we're on the topic of like men, and I did want to talk about like I did notice something like with my guy friends, they tend to be like like attracted to or like into the same type of girls. Or like I have I have a bunch of friends who are into this like it's just kind of upsetting. Like they don't understand like when they explain their type to me. Um, when they say something like oh I like girls with like light hair and blue eyes. I like girls who are innocent. I like girls who are blah blah blah. Like they're explaining this I like a natural woman. I like a natural woman. They're explaining this type, this like like species of girl that doesn't exist. 
Yeah. Right? Once my, one of my guy friends started dating this, like, sorority girl, who is, like, this perfect picture of, like, what guys want. You know, she's, like, shorter than him, and she's sweet. She seems innocent, and, well, innocent to their standards, whatever the fuck that is. And that's one thing I do say. I do say white, because that is, like, I, people say that white isn't their type, but I think it's such, like, a fetishization. Because when I talk about guy friends, I have, like, maybe one white guy friend. Mm. So these are a lot of, like, Asian boys or brown boys boys or black boys they say that they're in like when they say their type of girl they don't say personality trait they don't say i like a girl who's like when like like in the beginning of the podcast i was talking about how i want like a stim lady because i want to be able to talk about opposite things and i wanted to be smart as hell that's that's not what these guys talk about you know and they're boys like this is how like this is, is this isn't an abnormal thing it's not just my guy friends it's like how guys talk but just because i have a lot of guy friends like i get to i get to see it and they'll be like yo she's like bad as and it's just this idea of a girl mm-hmm. you know it's always the same girl which is kind of upsetting because I've heard I've heard guys telling me oh, I'm just not really into black girls or I'm not really into girls who and they'll, they'll describe traits I'm not into girls who are sassy or they'll use coded language to yeah. say what they like but they're really just fetishizing or like they have these ideas about like like race really does come into play yeah. with sex and relationships and people don't realize that like people don't realize that their types can be problematic like this is what we're talking about when i was saying that like your type isn't a light-skinned man with green eyes your type is a fetish like that's a fetish yeah different types of people are fetishized and different types of people are like casted away like i don't know casted away isn't really the right wordage but like in dating apps the least desired people by like statistics this has been showed on like a bunch of things are asian men and black women hmm. we've i've heard i've heard i'm not attracted to black women all the time i've heard girls say the same thing about asian men i don't know i'm not really into asian men yeah. they think they have like small penises or whatever the fuck all the asian men i've hooked up with have been great <laughs> <laughs> Like, honestly, yeah, they've all, like, honestly, every guy has been pretty normal. There's been some that are a little smaller and some that are a little larger, but, like, to be honest, when we're talking about penis size, a woman's cervix is only, like, three to four inches long. Yeah. I hope cervix is the right word. That's the hole, right? Like, the tunnel. So, like, you you hear that a lot about Asian men. Yeah, I hear people say stuff about Asian men, like, they have small penises or whatever. Just some bullshit. And it's always, like, usually that's what I hear the most, is, like, they'll say something like, um, oh, I don't like, I'm not, I'm not into Asian men. They're, like... Like they have small penises or something like that. People have told me to my face that they're not attracted to black women or they don't think black women are as pretty or whatever the fuck. And they're like, but you know, like you're like they. I don't know. I don't know how you manage like to justify an that. Yeah, some shit like that. And I usually just like disassociate. <laughs> I usually just leave the conversation when someone says some shit like that. So they, I hear the. I don't really think black women are very pretty, and I just leave the astral plane. <laughs> I'm just like I don't want to hear this shit. Usually they're not like trying to be offensive, but like they don't realize how deeply like internally racist yeah. that is. <laughs> like when you say I'm just not attracted to black women, like that's like you know how many black women exist. Same with Asian men. You know how fucking giant the continent of Asia is. Are you fucking kidding me? You're not attracted to one Asian man? It, absurd. <laughs> But absurd. It is. Like it truly is just like mind boggling to me. Um, along with that, I do see people like there are groups that are like highly like are the opposite. Like black men and Asian women are highly desired. Yeah. 
Yeah. You know? Like, black people love black men because it's always like, oh, yeah, I like black men. They have big dicks. Or I like... A- like, it's the same thing because black women are seen as more aggressive. They're seen as more feisty, sassy, in your face. They're seen... We're seen as, like, all of these things. Like, I can barely... Like, if I raise my voice an octave, it's, whoa, calm down. Whoa, mm-hmm. you're a little aggressive. People always think that I'm aggressive and I'm, like... A pacifist. Like, today, (laughs) like, I won't even step on a bug. And people call me angry and aggressive all the time. Yeah. That's such a, like, if I were a white girl, would you be saying the same things? It's the idea of black women acting like that, and it's people fetishize Asian women for the exact opposite. They think Asian women are, are docile and soft and calm and won't talk back. That's why people fetishize Asian Asian women and people fetishize black men because they think they're like extra strong and extra masculine and like, oh, they have big dicks. And so that's one thing that I find is like super gross. And it's like, it's okay to like be into a black man, but it's not okay to be into a man because he's black. Yeah. And I think that's one of the big problems. And the same thing does happen with every race. Like people don't understand that race isn't a type. A type is, oh, I like, I like people... Who can make me laugh. Who can make me laugh. I like people who who know all 50 states. I You know, like, that's, yeah. like, you, you shouldn't... And, like, yeah, I do like people off of their looks, but looks and race are different. Types, like, I have... I like soft boys, and I like, I like boss-ass bitches. But that isn't... That isn't a... I like black women. Like, you liking black women isn't a type. It's a fetish. Mm. And I just wanted to bring attention to that, because I feel like that's something that isn't talked about a lot. And that's one... One of the reasons why a lot of people are attracted to me is fetishization is yeah. people say because like men will come up to me and be like oh hey caramel milk chocolate mommy whatever like stop comparing me to food like that's so gross <laughs> or when you say something like oh I love light-skinned women like that's I'm automatically turned off I hate when especially black men especially black men say something rude about dark-skinned women in way to compliment me yeah some some bullshit like that like as a light-skinned person I have light skin privilege. Like, I won't, I don't experience colorism like dark skinned people do. I don't experience colorism. Like, I mean, maybe when I was <laughs> during quarantine, I got pretty damn pale. And I did notice that, like, one, one boy DM'd me. I, like, posted a picture on Tinder and he, like, messaged me saying something about, like, like the light skinned race. Like, oh, like, like we'd have some, like, nice babies together. Like, some, some, some cringy shit like that. I've seen that a lot. Like Yeah, people, people want light-skinned babies, and that's disgusting. Or, like, we'll put two people of different races and be like, imagine that, like, the children they'd make. Yeah. Imagine like, the babies Like, make. mixed children are not, like... A commodity. Ex- they're not commodity. They're yeah. not a toy, you know? Like, I see, like, there's... You see it a lot with white women and black men. Like, I don't know how many tweets I've seen, like, oh, I want a light-skinned baby. I don't know how many times I've heard girls tell me, oh, I want I want a light-skinned baby. They think because I'm light-skinned that I'll, like, relate to that. Like, no. That's that's gross. To have a child for the sake of having, like, a, an object. You're objectifying an entire group of people, and it's just disgusting. I think that people should take into more consideration their types and really think about like are you are you um like are you into white girls just because you happen to like a girl and they happen to be white Mm -hmm. or do you like white girls because you have this idea of what a white girl is in your head and you're projecting that onto her she has a whole personality and a whole and a whole other like that's what i'm saying when i was telling you i think i got totally distracted i was telling you about that dude who's dating dating a sorority girl and he was telling me that after they started dating or like hooking up or whatever um he was like she's not really 
exactly what I expected her to be. It's like, that's because you put this idea onto her. Yeah. I don't know. When you fetishize a race, stuff happens like that. When you fetishize a race and you date someone for the for the purpose of them being that race, it's not going to work out. It's never going to work out because you don't try to get to know the person. You have this convoluted idea of what the person should be because of their skin tone. Yeah. And that's that's my end. Period. Damn. That was a really good ending. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> shit, you knocked that shit out of the park. I'm glad I could help. That was a really good episode. I was sitting here, I was like, damn, you had me in awe, dude. Thanks. I'm kind of on fire. <laughs>